0: Haman wanted to tap into the level of girl, the lottery, which is higher than ishtals. He said, in the structure, there's no way that I can possibly reach a point where I'll be able to get rid of the Eden. I need to go higher than the structure. That's my only chance. He pointed out that the truth is bimei achashverish, the time of the yeah, miracle of Purim was a time when this already existed. David, you don't have one? Come here. Come sit close to me. I'll do a, a, a Rebbe <laughs> I, think. Also I, uh, I, I misplaced it, but I think I have it <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll have to make more copies, I guess 25 wasn't enough he knew that inside of this structure, there's no way that he can possibly achieve what he wanted. He said that in order to achieve what he wants, he needs to reach outside of the structure. He needs to go higher than Seder Stalshlas. And he's, the, the truth is that the energy that existed then was already an energy which was higher than Seder Stalshlas. Because a already represents that a is made up of two words, chosh and rush. Chosh—that's silence. Silence. There's a silence which is above logic, and a silence with, with, silence which is below logic. The silence which is above logic is the silence which is higher than seder shtashlis. The silence which is connected to the level of keser. That the level of keser is related to the concept of silence. It's the siyog Khachmashtika, The gate that surrounds chachma, that surrounds wisdom, that goes around this level, that protects it. And there's the level of silence, which is below. The silence which is just because they're literally is nothing to say. That's the silence which is below Chachma. <coughs> From the silence which is above Chachmah, they reached the silence which is below Chachmah. And that's the Khash vrush that from the Khush, from the silence. We went all the way down to the rush, to the level of poverty, of impoverishedness. And they reached the level of Klipa and from there to the level of Gimel at Atmeyaz. To the negative, impure clippers. That's what we said. The question that we're going to address now, in this next ice today, is to try to understand if Vaihi the energy that was then in the time was already an energy which was higher than the why did Haman have to throw a geirol <coughs> in order to tap into this energy. It already pre-existed. I so, step into it without Hashem? Hashem created a world. Inside of this world, Hashem put us, and Hashem said that you could press different buttons in order to reach different things. Bilaam, he wanted to curse the Jews. And he knew that if he taps into a certain moment in the day, a moment of wrath, then he's going to be able to use that moment of wrath in his power to curse the Jews. Hashem made a great miracle where he turned that over and he didn't allow Bilaam to access it, but he should have been able to access it and he should have been able to use it against us there are powers inside of this world which can be turned around ultimately of course everything is by Hashem's design but then he has to believe in Hashem to be able to tap into it and if let's say if he does uh, the, the truth is that he understands the structure of the universe <coughs> the structure of creation and he understands that this is what he has to access in order to be able to achieve his diabolical plans but let's say he believes in hashem i also believe in hashem and yet i make mistakes all the time Billam clearly believed in hashem he spoke to Hashem. he had conversations with Hashem. in fact he repeated numerous times that unless Hashem agrees, I can't do anything. That actually is the seum. it's the conclusion to most of the alias, to most of the, the the sections of the portion of Parashas Bilam. And despite believing in Hashem, he wanted to act in a way which would anger Hashem and which would attack the Yidden. So believing in Hashem... Doesn't mean that I'm not going to try to misuse the world which Hashem created in a way which sort of belies Hashem's existence. But if you believe that Hashem, the Jewish people, you can't are over, the chosen people. You can't overpower that you, even if you believe in Hashem and you try and go against him, you're going to lose. But Haman was trying to reach the one point. Where he can go against it. A point where Haman's evil is not <clears> toifismakim. <throat> and being that his evil is not mukim, <clears throat> that means that in, in a place where there is no good or evil, in a place where there is no light or darkness, Haman said, well, over there I could present myself and struggle with Eden and perhaps win. That's exactly what he was trying to do. Our question currently is why did he t- have to tap into the girl in order to be able to accomplish that? He should have been able to accomplish it just because even before the girl, even without the girl. That's the question which we're about to address. Good. Okay. Chapter seven in the Mimra. 338. Yes, Lamer. The Hata Malsa shahamun Hippel poor. Bich day, Lagia Lubkina Sagar Shalom, Ilemish Taslos. The reason for this said Haman through a poor in order to reach this level of girl, which is higher than Ishtal Shlos, even though then, in the brackets, in the days of shlos, even before Haman, through this lottery, so to speak, it already was a time of higher than the Shlos. The truth is, that exile, in general, is a time where Hishtal doesn't really fit because according to Hishtal shlush, there should be a very clear hierarchy in the world the Yidin are princes the Yidin are princes who should have a of HaMiktosh and be living in Eretz Yisrael and it should be clear to all of the world that the light is shining from our Torah, from our mitzvahs, from our karbanes. As Chazal teach us, that if the nations of the world had only recognized how beneficial the sacrifices that we brought in the Beis Hamikdash was for them, then they would surround the Beis Hamikdash with all of their armies and protect it from being even slightly touched. That's where things are following the clear hierarchy in which they should be. With regards to the time of Gullus, we're taught that the time of Gullus is like a dream. What's a dream? A dream is where you have a Verbrengen a and in that Verbrengen you're together with people who you knew when you were two and people who you knew when you were 30. You're together with people who passed away already and people who are still here in this world. You're seeing an elephant, as our sages teach us, go through the eye of a needle. You're flying, you're here, you're there, you're in one place, one moment, in another place, on the other side of the world, another moment, and so on and so forth. Dreams are places where hierarchy does not exist. And the reason why hierarchy does not exist in dreams is because it's a place which is outside of Ishtalsus. When there is Ishtalsus, when a person is awake, then his mind prevents him from being able to see things and perceive things and imagine things that don't make sense. If a person's mind is not accomplishing that, then that's an illness which needs to be cured, it needs to be fixed when a person's mind is controlling what he sees and making sure that the world around him fits into a logical structure that is a state of wakefulness the state of Gullus of exile is a state of a dream a state where things don't have to make so much sense but in the time of Achashverish it went even beyond that in the time of Achashverish it was a dream which was totally breaking all structure of it was a time when Achashverosh was a Moishol bekeeper There was somebody who ruled the entire world. Aside from the fact that he was a fool. So nowadays we're not surprised when fools reach <laughs> positions of power. It's called politics. <laughs> <laughs> but in the time of Achashverosh... You had to be a, uh, somehow, you don't just fall into the seat. You had to achieve the seat, especially somebody like Achashverish, who in his youth used to be a stable boy. He cleaned the horses, and from cleaning the horses, he reached one of the greatest positions of power to have ever existed in our history, in the history of the world, ruling over the whole entire world that itself it was something which was totally illogical it didn't really make sense and there was this spiritual energy of completely higher than ishtals things didn't make sense the fact that an evil person like that can be misusing the utensils of the Beis Hamikdash can throw a party where he's taking the holy utensils of the Beis Hamikdash. Remember, my uncle, the Rosh, <coughs> I have to turn off the recorder for this one. The Rosh, <laughs> Rabbi, Rabbi Ezra Shachat from LA, so he describes that he was once by a hasana And uh, being that uh, the recorder is still running, I won't say who it was. But there was a different Rosh Hashiva who was also by this chasana, And the Hasana happened to be a Lubavitcher who was in front of 770 and this Rosh was joining the chasana um, uh, because he also knew the chasana and Kala, famous Rosh And after the chasana, this Rosh who was not the greatest friend of Lubavitch and um, uh, he even caused trouble, he went over out of politeness, so to speak, the Rebbe was there, and he went over out of politeness to say Mazel Tov to the Rebbe, and he offered his hand to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe shook his hand to say Mazel Tov. My uncle said he was watching, and he was certain that this Rosh hand would just burn up on the spot. <laughs> he was certain, but he just shook his hand and walked off like nothing happened. Achashverosh is using the utensils of the Beit Hamikdash. They should have burned a a hole through his hand. They should have destroyed his whole house. These are holy utensils, utensils which we're reading about in Parshas Truma Tetzave Kisisa, (coughs) utensils which were built with the greatest holiness, with the greatest spirituality. Utensils which were used as the ultimate purpose of objective and objective of all of creation. And he's using them in a party how can such a thing be that's only because things don't make sense we're in a time of we're in a time of that this evil person should be able to tell you what to do and what not to do should be able to cause jews so much pain that as we saw from the gemar earlier that the faces of the Jews became blackened because of their oppression. This is only because it's a time of lemayla mishdalshlus. It's a time which did not make sense. So why then did Haman have to throw a geyril? Already, the forces of evil were dancing around as a result of tapping into this higher than mishdalshlus energy and allowing it to be sucked down in a <coughs> in a in a back alleyway down to this world and allow evil to reign so the answer is lafi because shebkhinasagirl the level of girl who lemaila ye sergam bekhinas it's higher even than the level of akhshvesh the level of mish akhres veracious shallai the level of the one who the end and the beginning is his. In other words, a gyro reaches higher than this level of higher than the than hishtalshlus which was being tapped into so to speak to allow the dysfunction which existed. Hishtalshlus is all about function. Hishtalshlus is all about order. When there's dysfunction it's because you have higher than hishtalshlus shining. Sometimes a person is so smart is so powerful, is so brilliant that his life is completely disjointed. When the light is too strong, is too powerful, is too amazing, then sometimes the result of that is lack of structure, lack of order. And that's what happened in the time of Achashveresh. We tapped into a level, not we. There was the level which was tapped into then. The level of Achersveresh Shalay, this powerful level, but it's a level which is too powerful. And as a result of that level which is too powerful, it caused that here in this world, dysfunction reigned. That's the level of Achersveresh Shalay. But the level of geirul the Maimert is teaching us is even deeper than that. And Haman, when he wanted to destroy the Yidin, he said, this level of dysfunction, so to speak, which is currently running, is not enough for me to completely get rid of the Jews. It's enough to cause the Jews plenty of trouble. It's enough to cause many questions and doubts. It's enough to allow... Achashverish, to use the utensils of the Beis HaMikdash, or rather misuse the utensils of the Beis HaMikdash in the way that he was. But it's not enough to allow me to get rid of the Jews entirely. The And the idea is, So in a typical fashion, the Maimer says, that what does verish mean? We said that verish means Akhris Vireishis. It means Akhris Vireishis Shaloi. The beginning and the end is his. That means that the beginning and the end are together. That means that we're looking at a circle instead of a line. We're looking at something which is not linear, which is not structured, which is just going around. That's Akhris Vireishis Shaloi. But the very term achris veracious means that there is an achris and there is a racious. There's an end and there's a beginning. Muchach, it's obvious shegam ligabe that also in regard to him also from his perspective yeshnam hainyanim the achris veracious. The ideas of achris veracious exist. They're equal to him. Their achris and their rachis are shaloi. They're his. In other words, he's in full control of the achris and the rachis. Now we have a long brackets. Ulla ha'ir. And to note, Mimash from this that it says in the Pasuk, in the beginning of the Megillah, a part of the Megillah which seems a little bit unusual as far as why are we reading that? Purim twice a day, and those who are going to Mitzrayim many more times. Why do we keep speaking about the mishta, the party that Achashverosh made, and we describe that mishta, that party, in succulent terms that make a party planner's mouth water <laughs> when he's the, 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 to see the very precise detail of everything that he was able to do? And the answer obviously is that within the details of that party, there are many important lessons to us. And there's a hidden message about the miracle of Purim itself. Over here, we're looking at the party a little bit. Asa Mishta, he made a party for all of his for all of his ministers and servants. And afterwards, for all of the people in Shushan. First he made a, a party for the ministers, and then he made a party for everyone else. It explains in the Yitera that that itself is an indication that there was not complete Chaos which reigned. Umivor Bikut Black Tay Shahagili, the revelation, Shahaya Luchal Ha'um, that was for the entire nation, the party, for the rest of the nation, Hayelumata Bimadrega, Mehagila, Shaya Lusar it was lower in level than the Gili, the revelation. Which was for his ministers and servants. The of so it over here it refers to the revelation of Achashverj. And similarly in the spiritual energies which existed then. And to add. So not only do you see that there was structure in the sense. That first he made a better party for his ministers and servants. And then he made a lesser party. L- um, for um everyone else but Lohisiv to add to this Shagam also in the revelation which there was for everyone Hayakama There were Kama Vikama, there were many Chiluke Darges, there were many different levels as we find it says in the Gemara, when the Gemara describes the party and Be'ezus Hashem, those of you who are learning the Gerso, we'll see this in the Gemara soon. That haroi lechotzer lechotzer haroi legina legina haroi lebisan lebisan. It says, bachatzar ginas Bisana ha-melech. It says in the Chatser, in the courtyard of the ginov the garden of the bisan of the the party room the the, the palace of achashverosh. So the Gemara splits up these three words and says chater ginas bisan is actually referring to three separate levels of the party. Some people were given a ticket that allowed them into the Chatser. Others were given a ticket that allowed them into the Garden. Others were given a ticket that allowed them into the palace itself. That allowed them into the palace itself. Not everyone is welcome into the palace. And we can say as far as the level of is concerned as far as the revelation inside of the structure of his is concerned there should only be a revelation for the ministers for the servants came along a chashverish tapped into a level which is greater than his meaning that he allowed a revelation to go to others as well but they got it in a watered down way they didn't get the full what's it called the full monty what's the full Monty Everything. They, 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 they didn't get the full Monty they didn't get the whole thing the whole Baba Misa, the whole Baba Misa. <laughs> they only got a little bit so some of them got like they got to stand in the hutzer and hear what was going on inside And that itself was exciting for them. That itself was special for them. Some of them got to stand inside of the garden. A little bit closer, a little bit deeper, a little bit further in. Mm -hmm. This, that there was a revelation, so to speak. For everyone. Until even those who were only worthy of being in the Chatzar also were able to be part of this party. <coughs> this is because the revelation came from the level of Achashveresh. The level of Achris veracious Shaloy. The level where... Things don't make so much sense. There is not this proper structure. After all, Ahasuerus himself belied structure. Structure is that you inherit the throne, or you earn the throne, and here he strung down his way into the throne from being a stable boy. So the concept of structure was broken down. The social norms were broken down. In fact, we're taught... That that was one of the miracles of Purim. One of the miracles of Purim was that Achashreyesh was not bound to social norms in the way that other kings were. Because he didn't have this history, this lineage. And therefore he was able to swing from one extreme to another extreme from destroying all of the Jews he was able to swing to making the Jews the most envied people in the entire kingdom. How do we know that he, was at such, he started at such a low level as a stable boy? And all this stuff? That's like, what we're taught. In, in the Medrash, sure, yeah. Oh, it's okay. brought in the Gemara and the Medrash. It's It says that when he called Vashti Vashti came from royal blood. She came from none other than the Nebuchadnezzar HaRasha himself. So when she, he called her to the party, she said, how dare you, a stable boy, call me, mm-hmm. a royal princess, To and tell me what to do. Go jump in the lake, she said to him. <laughs> he said, I already went to the mikveh today. <laughs> so, there, yeah, we see that... Uh, the, the, we, we, the, this, these are th- things that are taught to us very clearly in the accounts that surround the story of Perm. And again, this was part of the miracle of Perm, but it also was what allowed this whole craziness to exist in the first place. Nevertheless, <inaudible> But even though there was craziness, there still was some semblance of order. There was some semblance of there's higher and lower, there's greater and lesser. There are servants and there are just commoners. <laughs> the revelation for the um, for the regular people, was greater than the revelation for Sarv and even to the revelation to the people themselves there were different levels because this at the beginning and the end belonged to him so to speak in other words that everything was like this circular level this level the surrounding level who shall achris akhres by him, beginning and end are equal. In other words, he's able to go and say, forget the social norms that existed before. We're going to invite even commoners to join the party. But a commoner is still a commoner. And the prince is still a prince. We're not breaking the social norms so much that there's such complete <laughs> equality that you don't recognize the difference between up and down. Between royal and Simple. With regard to this revelation in the worlds, in the higher worlds, meaning gracious, it was in a greater revelation than in the lower worlds. So even though there was this level of higher than the level of higher than Ishtal that existed then still maintained a certain structure. Then came along Haman, and Haman said, This is not enough for me. Um, I, can t- I can definitely see how this aspect of Achishverosh relates to the idea of Goral very clearly. Um, but I was also wondering if the fact that Achishverosh is identified with owning the whole world, essentially, does that unity of the whole world also have something to do with the... Certainly. Unity comes from something higher, something greater. Ahasan and Kala, Mars and Venus, or Chochmah and Malchus, two opposites. They want to unite. What do they do? What do they do when they want to unite? They build a bridge. They invite everyone. They stand under a chuppah. Mars and Venus what does, uh, stand under a What does a chuppah represent? Big chuppah. What does a chuppah represent? It represents a power which is higher than. Which is greater than. It's true that here, inside of our structure, we're opposites. We're male and female. But, under the chuppah, the chuppah surrounds both of us and can unite us. That's the purpose of the chuppah. Of course, it's the power of ain't safe that's able to bring out the unity in all of existence and that unity is a positive thing when the hippie movement existed in the 70s the early 80s i think also so the Rebbe was very emphatic that this hippie movement is really coming from a positive place it's coming from a place of wanting to seek truth of pushing away social norms which were there just because or perceptions which existed the only problem is that not always is a search of truth leading you to the right destination. The Rebbe said, tap into that energy. And that's where there was the initial great Balchuva wave that became the, the, the active, where so many Yidin returned to Yiddishkeit as a result of that energy. Now that doesn't exist anymore. That whole energy is gone. But the point that I'm bringing out is that sometimes where there is an energy which is destroying order, it is coming from a holy place. When we're talking about the level of Achris v'Resh Shalay, we're speaking about the most powerful, greatest levels of godliness. And there is indeed a unity and a powerful energy which should be tapped into, but not what happens is that you could reach such a level and cause that because it's such a simplistic pure holy level such a, a a a level which is seeing so so essential and so deep that because of that chaos can reign and that was the problem that occurred <clears throat> that there was a reign of chaos as a result can you, you explain a little bit more the chaos that chaos like we the were day, discussing in the beginning the of the class. Even though everybody was at this level of market above the above the division, it was somehow when it came... Look, look at what happened. Like We were discussing earlier in the beginning. What happened was in, this, in the days of Ahasuerus, that there was complete chaos. There was an evil person with evil plans who was able to do whatever he wanted. How that's say, <clears throat> How could we say that they were, they, they were really in m- market? Because that's what allows something like this to exist. As we described earlier, you have someone who is so brilliant and you walk into his classroom and it's chaotic. Be, it's chaotic because of his brilliance, because he's so brilliant. Isn't that ordered chaos so? What? No, no, he's not necessarily. He, he, it's like a like a teacher who has all the knowledge, but he's not able to bring it down. So place that's place. that's where the ideas come across chaotic. I was bringing out how that affects also the children in the classroom, perhaps. But the ideas also, sometimes a person is so brilliant that he cannot structure his thoughts. In other words, if you're going to tap into the ideas as they exist, inside of the ain't over there, everything is equal, everything is beautiful, everything is unified, and so on and so forth. And then you're going to bring it down to, what was the party, what was it called? Where, no 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 where everyone was like just Woodstock. like Woodstock, thank you. <laughs> then you're going to come and bring it down to Woodstock. So you're going from the Ain'Safe to Woodstock. And they're the same thing. But Woodstock is not ain't safe. Woodstock is the hush shalamatami Tam Vidas. <laughs> Woodstock is the sucking out the energy of the ain't safe and allowing it to just come out in Complete <coughs> upheaval and complete lack of of normalcy. So yes, a chassel and kallus standing under the chuppah are tapping into the insaif in a positive way. But a man and woman standing under woodstock are tapping into the insaif. Or whatever, the other combinations you could think of. Are standing under the insaif in a very negative way. Uh, I apologize if, if you also mention this, but how exactly was Achashverosh and how were they bringing everybody to that level? Because that's they the, were, way in which the reason why Achashverosh reigned was because that level existed. It was because they were in a time of gallus and that level had power. And that power was what allowed Vahibime A that a Khashvar should reign in the first place. So he had this kind of power. It's not so much him. that he had this kind of power, it's more that the darkness of gallus caused that, like when a person sleeps, so when he sleeps, he shuts off his brain. And if he's shutting off his brain, then this powerful energy inside of him that wants to express itself expresses itself in complete complete balderdash. <laughs> Why does it express itself in such a way? It expresses itself in such a way because there's no say the histalshlus to filter it and make it make sense. Now the truth is that because of that, sometimes dreams bring across ideas. That your conscious mind is not able to conceive because it's tapping into this power, but practically, <laughs> practically dreams are complete nonsense. What's the level of power that exists today, and are we aware of it? <laughs> it's definitely balderdash. <laughs> Okay, let's let's finish over here the ICE side. So, <clears throat> So Haman said, even Achashverosh's chaos had some structure to it, and Haman said that that structure threatens the ability of him to carry out his plans. And this is as opposed to in the level of girl, ein milchatchila ha'inyan deresius va'achris. There is not in the first place the idea of resius and achris to move on mizah as understood from this. Sha gurul who bechlal b'shneid varim shavim. That a girl is in general b'shneid varim shavim and two things that are completely equal and two things that are completely shava. Ukemoishahub in a geah l'hanyanim d'reshis v'achris and maila mata, just like it is in the ideas of reishis and achris, beginning and end, maila and mata above and below, al Zahu, zehu b'negei l'kdusha it's also like that with holiness and impurity. Shemitzad hadar gada as far as the level of achashverish is concerned, even though achashverish was able to sit on a throne and tell the eden what to do, but nevertheless it was clear that he... An impure punk was telling Holy Din what they're supposed to do. This there's a difference between holiness and Sitra Akha. because there was this raimous, this exaltedness, this higherness. Therefore, and in the parentheses it says Kol kach, so much <clears throat> it did not it was not so much and therefore yinika sitraacha. The, sitraacha, the chaos the negativity the impurity the unholiness is able to have a yinika, to suck from the powerful energy this surrounding energy this higher than the social's energy it's able to suck its life its ability to be chaotic why because there's such a high thing which is but it's still clear he's the teacher we're the students we're just acting in a chaotic way hush the khan the reish the gemal klipas there's the hush of the klipas nega and the Reish, the the poverty of the gimel klipas that are able to exist, then, as we said earlier, vaad to the point shatia hiskabrus a sitra acha al hakdusha, it was able to be a hiskabrus a strengthening of sitra acha of negativity al hakdusha holiness. In other words, the faces of the Jews became black. Why? Because Ahasuerus is telling them what to do. But Ahasuerus is able to tell them what to do. However, Ahasuerus knows that he can't get rid of them. He can't get rid of them. If he gets rid of them, then he'll cease to exist. That was eminently clear. He's not going to get rid of them. He just has the power to turn things upside down, to make things completely ridiculously unreasonable but still he knows that the Yidden are what makes the world go round yes Daniel. um you mentioned i just want to understand i understand i just want to make sure i understand the concept correctly you mentioned previously that unity comes from something greater than which which makes sense that perfectly makes sense um in terms of for example here you mentioned he's able to turn something upside down where something like not, nothing really makes sense is there is it incorrect to think that there's unity in in, in the chaos in itself? Or of course, is there is. It's unity? the power of unity, so. unity that causes the chaos, but it's where that you that where that unity is presented in a completely upside down way. In other words, we're saying let's achieve complete equality. Let's throw away all logic, all norms, all sense in the first place. Let's just run around without any garments. That is the chaos which is coming from the unity. Of course, Adam Eve and Anchava before they the us didn't have any garments. But that doesn't mean that running around without any garments is the proper thing for us to do now. Right. But tapping into that energy can lead to something like that va'ad sheti hiskabros sitracha alhaktusha to the point that there is a hiskabros a strengthening of the sitracha of the impurity over ktusha causing that hoshkhru p'neim shel yishleimar in the brackets again we have another brackets of here yishleimar alderach shmames biyadayem titvas vihi beheichrei hamalakh that means that you you have a spider which is running around the king's palace. You have a spider running around the king's palace. And the spider running around the king's palace is in the heichal, the place where people are not able to go into unless they receive an invitation and their that the, they prepare themselves for days in advance and they shower and they take a haircut and they change their clothing and here this spider is running around even though it's dirtying the heichal but who cares about the spider because the king is so exalted he does not pay attention, <coughs> he does not pay attention to worry about it, Lagarsha to eliminate it. But nevertheless, if there was a vagabond that ran into the king's heichal, then he would immediately say, get rid of him, and worse. But this is all good to be in other words, to create this chaotic state, where the Jews are mistreated. But not to get rid of the Yiddin completely, God forbid. When Haman wanted to destroy all of the Yidin. He needed to make up poor. He needed to make a girl. This is the girl of Purim. This is the poor of Purim. The poor of Purim is so that Haman can carry out something which is completely <coughs> illogical, which doesn't make any sense. Since as far as a girl is concerned, there is no difference at all between holiness and unholiness especially as we explained earlier in the 3rd and 4th chapter of this we will get back to that therefore he thought he will be able god forbid to carry out his scheme to to bring to actuality his evil Danes to do what he wanted to do but that's not what happened in fact the question is right now why not what was Haman's mistake? Why was Haman not able to use the power of Geryl? Chas v'shalem. Sia, to get rid of the Yidden? So that's where we're going to get. And that's how we got rid of Stalin. And avoided another Holocaust. We'll stop over here for today. Um, it's possible that there won't be another Hasidist class till Sunday. The next Hasidist class, we should be concluding the Maymer, probably. There's going to be either one or two more classes in order to conclude it, but very likely we'll be able to do it in one more class. Um, please review the Maymer. Go over it from the beginning. Make sure that you know it well. And uh, it's this Mimer that will give you an entirely different experience of Purim. It'll give you an experience of Purim which is tapping into the essence of what Purim is all about and a power that helps us get rid of our own Stalins and our own hurdles in a way that uh, will, as Hashem, usher in the complete ge'ula, the ge'ula of Mashiach Okay, I have to run now. I'm sorry if there are people that with questions, but they'll ask me later. What?